the candidate's son have been a constant for the last half decade. So how'd they get that way? I talked to Bree Jones and Kurt Miller about it. I'm going to share some of my thoughts as well. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there, and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDonald. Reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WBB. Follow the work we are doing covering the great game every single day at thenexthoops.com. Thank you for making us your first listen. You can make sure to get every one of our podcasts. Subscribe to Lockdown Women's Basketball. And of course, subscribe to the incredible work that's being done at the next, thenexthoops.com. $9 a month, $72 a year, over 100 reported pieces on women's basketball. You're just not going to find it anywhere else. But I want to talk to you about the Connecticut Sun, a team that I find absolutely fascinating. Simply put, I cannot exaggerate this, they have just been a real constant, a real constant in this league. So let's try and get inside how and why they're able to be that way. You know, they have not gotten the number one overall pick since Shanae Agum came back in 2014. John Paul Jones, sixth overall pick. Eliza Thomas was acquired in a draft day trade, in the Tina Charles trade, a trade they had to make. Dewana Bonner comes in a deal. You know, it's just fascinating to me that this team has been able to put itself together as a consistent, excellent team year after year. And again, it's been a while, right? 2017, they were 21 and 13 into the second round of the playoffs. 2018, 21 and 13. 2019, one game from winning it all. I covered that game five. They had an opportunity. They led in the third. 2020 was their down year, 10 and 12, but then it didn't matter. They made a run into the playoffs anyway. They've dealt with injuries, figuring out where and how Sinead Womacay could fit, figuring out what Alyssa Thomas was and is. John Paul Jones, from sixth woman to MVP. And Bree Jones, who, full disclosure, I have loved as a player going back to her Maryland days. But for her to get to the point where she is an all-star and now being asked to come off the bench, it's real interesting, right? So let's take a listen. This is my conversation with Bree Jones when they came to town a couple days ago.
Here's what comes with the, with the last week. We'll do our best. So, when Alyssa Thomas moved to the four, Kurt talked about how it changed in a permanent way the way this team plays. I just I wonder, was it different when you got here, seeing the way AQ plays, as opposed to other fours you've seen through the years and different places you've been, Maryland and so forth? So that was Bree Jones and, of course, the Star Spangled Banner in the background. Pre-game, to give you an insight into how this all works, you have between 90 minutes and 60 minutes to talk to players, 90 to 60 prior to the game, and you grab the audio where you can. Uh, post games in the locker room, of course. So I, I think Bree Jones has a real good chance of winning six women of the year, and it's an impressive thing, but I think it's also worth noting this is somebody who has managed to develop, you know, Brandy Poole does an incredible job as a lead assistant for Kurt Miller. The whole staff really in Connecticut does an incredible job. They do not get there by accident. Now, you know who else doesn't get there by accident? 
That would be Built Bar. They're constantly innovating. We've talked about how much I love the Puffs. They have brownie batter Puffs. I went ahead after yesterday's podcast. I ordered. I can't wait for them to come. I will tell you what they are like as soon as they are in my mouth or after. I'm going to chew and swallow first. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. That is code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. And as always, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. So now I'm going to take you to Kurt Miller's fascinating extended conversation. We talked pre-game about how the Sun have gotten where they get to, how he makes decisions, even teased a four-bid lineup that we talked about yesterday with Harry Graham. And if you haven't listened to that, make sure you do. Really insightful about the Dallas wins. So here is Kurt. Hope you enjoy. You are listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. Own media like. I take care of my TV crew first. <laughs> Own media like. I take care of my TV crew first. <laughs> All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Kurt's pregame um, media availability. Just raise your hand if you have any questions. We'll start in the room. Go ahead. Hi, Kurt. Um, wanted to start with just a little talk about Alyssa Thomas's impact on other fours around the league. Um, you're seeing it you know, this year with Jessica Shepard uh, working in Minnesota as a um, not just a secondary creator, but often their primary creator, leading the, that team in assist percentage. Uh, Relic Vibe is something real similar at Georgia Tech and is adopting a similar role. And I guess I wonder two things. One, how much you think AT's success has prompted that, and whether you're seeing when you're running film of other teams, stuff you guys run being used by other teams as well. Yeah, there's a lot of parts to that, Howard. I guess first and foremost, you know, I view the power forward position as the best position in the world. Uh, when you think about the dominant players throughout this league that can play the four and the dominant players that have versatility to their game. So the Candace Parkers and Alyssa Thomas come right to mind because they're the two best facilitating forwards in the league. But you also have Deladon that, you know, facilitates in her own right. She may not go end line to end line all the time, but she's certainly capable but she's a facilitator in the half court and the ball goes through her. Brianna Stewart is arguably the best player in the world and the ball goes through her. She can dribble coast to coast. She's a facilitator, Asia Wilson, and the list goes on and on, Tina Charles. And, and you just can keep listing them around the league. I'm excited about the young talent watching Alyssa Smith, you know, do that already and see her going end line to end line or making decisions. And then I think, 
is it not only AT and a Candace Parker influence and you know Stewie and EDD, but it's also an NBA uh, influence where the game is moving to five out. The shape right now around the, the NBA is five around the perimeter with the ball in the middle of the floor with actions on both sides or you know, there's actions to get the ball to the middle of the floor off of staggers. So this five out, um, you know, wave from the NBA filters to the WNBA and on. Um, and it's not a hard uh, shift down to our league because of the talent we have in that position. I just, just a quick follow-up if I could. You know, certainly there are so many talented fours and so many fours who are facilitating and also scoring. It does seem like AT is kind of her own uh, particular game. Right? And I guess I wonder whether you think that she's a different part of the tree, if we think of it, than Candace and Stewie and EDD. And, you know, if you see her as somebody who even is more of a pass first four, which I don't like to see very often. Sure. And obviously she's not going to score outside of about an eight foot radius, as we know. So she's not shooting like EDD and Stewie and all those guys, but um, she's attacking and is our engine and, and our facilitator. She truly is. I mean, you get, you get this term all the time, a point forward, but she truly is a point forward. You know, like she is essentially at times on purpose, our point guard without guarding point guards. You know, we still have Jasmine Thomas or, or a point guard on the floor with her. Now, the tinkering gets to start for me, you know, because this is the first time that we have everybody. Um, if you put really good players on the floor, could you put Alyssa Thomas truly at the point guard position and still play Dewana Bonner, Jonquel Jones, and Brianna Jones all together? Now, now you have four people over 6'2", uh, with a lot of people over 6'5". Now, um, yeah, you know, but you, there's ways to counter that. We all know that. But that's the tinkering as then that, that's my challenge now is that I have to coach long-term for this season and I've got to tinker all season and I can't coach just to win a given night. I got to tinker with some lineups so we get practice and look at it. Um, and, and so at times I'm going to tinker in the middle of a game might be when something's working. And, you know, an average fan will be like, what the heck is he doing? But somewhere down the line, my tinkering, I hope the mad scientist, you know, that we figure something out as the season progresses. Go ahead, Ben. One just following up on what you just said to Howard, is that something that you kind of communicated to your team that, you know, sometimes even if something is working on a particular given night that you might have to, you know, mess with lineups, rejigger it, tinker with stuff yeah, you know, the, the big message is, is that, you know, we, we've got to try different things. Um, you know, so I've talked a little bit about, you know, the tinkering now. It's not as going to be as easy to communicate that in the heat of the battle because I got tremendously competitive players that don't want to lose. And uh, um, so when we're calm and in, in a different environment, that is more of a conversation that we have to look at different ways to play. and they probably don't even know some of the things that are in my head that I want to explore. They might be like, what? And, uh, but we, we need to look at some unique, we have the ability to, to have some unique lineups. So we need to look at them. Gotcha. Um, just 
different integers to a different kind of trend. Um, we know how difficult it is for, for rookies to, to make the W. Um, but you know, there's something this year, I think it's seven or eight rookies around the league are like 26, 27 years old or older, including Yvonne Anderson. And I guess I was gonna ask you this, why do you think that is a trend? Why is there kind of this prevalence right now of kind of veteran rookies? What, what, are they, what are they bringing around the league? Obviously, when you know the, with any question, there's probably not one answer and one specific thing. Um, you know, I think that um, at times um, the international seasons have made it difficult for players to make it to training camp on time, and it's so hard to make rosters when you don't make it on time and you don't have any deposits in the bank that we've saw with them on other teams or you've personally worked for them. It's remarkable that Yvonne made it, even coming late, uh, but she made an impression with her poise and her steadiness. And then, you know, the, the deposits that we just, we, she earned through Serbia and she earned in her international, you know, competition. So, you know, sometimes they should have been in the league earlier, but it's just a matter of not being able to get to training camps on time or not be able to get to training camps at all. The other thing is this hard salary cap plays a major factor in this because you're constantly weighing out that three plus year veteran now as a role player who may be 10, 12, $14,000 cheaper than a rookie. And then these experienced rookies that have played a lot of international ball, but maybe not have made a roster yet now have more experience than a true rookie they've played international basketball they've played professional basketball they've matured but they're still cheaper i still think the hard salary cap plays a big factor on this and and as agents are realizing and now the league is realizing the players are realizing it if you're in the league more than three years and you're not in the top eight rotation of a team it is not easy to make a roster anymore like as a role-playing veteran, that's been the casualty of the new CBA. You know, we're paying our stars, and then you've got to balance that out with some more inexpensive players. So the role-playing veteran that clearly is talented enough to be in this league in a 9, 10, 11, or those teams that can carry 12 spot are disappearing. They're disappearing. And so the message is to veterans in this league, you better find yourself in the top eight rotation or you're expendable. And that is playing into it. Sorry about my rant. Um, if I could take this to a bit of a different direction. Um, so this is, this is pretty general, but there's a discussion right now about how WNBA can explode into the popular culture world, you know, intersecting with entertainment, just as, you know, NBA players do. I'm curious as to, you know, what you believe the, the future holds for the W when it comes to that intersectionality and why you believe there aren't enough fictional adaptations of uh, not only the WNBA, but women's basketball in entertainment. I know that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I, I will tell you that um, I believe that these players and we like to refer to it as 144 but we know it's not 144 anymore so whatever that number is have an enormous platform and for the younger generation um many of them have learned 
how to use social media to build their brand. And so I believe that as a coach or a general manager, it's my job to help support, enhance, and help them grow their brand and, and put them in those positions. I really believe that it's going to only go up and the visibility of our players, national commercials, it, 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 there's going to be a trend. There has to be a trend if companies out there are socially conscious that we need to invest in women. Companies need to invest in women. It is a smart business decision. And so you're going to see more JJ State Farm commercials. You're going to see more of our players um, branded and rightfully so. But some of that is their own doing because they've used their social media. They've used their platforms for as a, as a, as a league, we've used our platforms for change. We've used things in the right way. And so I just think the visibility of women's basketball, the visibility of the WNBA is going to grow. And I'm really excited for them and for us. Can I ask a quick follow-up? One more. Yep. Yeah, sure. Just to off of uh, Ben's question, um, I want to address the mad scientist Kurt comment that you made. What's the craziest thing you tried that worked over these past few years and has become a staple of what you guys do? You know, out of a little bit of necessity, but something that we saw, obviously, the Cheney Achilles injury and missing the season, um, you know, forced us to move Alyssa um, from where she played mostly three under Ann Donovan and was playing mostly three. People wondered if she was quite big enough to play the four. Uh, we moved her to the four and things have never, you know, like nothing's been the same ever in Connecticut since. Like it just allowed us to play a style that I love um, and that we could be attacking with multiple people. Um, we, were, we were playing downhill, we were playing out of pick and rolls and, and she was rolling and, and things. So, you know, I, the simple move of out of almost necessity, we're like, okay, let's try this. ATU on board. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll try it. And uh, we never looked back now. Ironically, the first two games of the season, she's played almost predominantly three and she's leading the league in scoring. So what do I know? You know, like, what do I know? So I'm, you know, we're going to move her back into the starting lineup at the four tonight. And most people are going to call us crazy because she's leading the league in scoring at the three and I'm going to put her at the four tonight. And so, you know, it's just, but that's the tinkering we've got to do. And, and her skill set allows us. And that's the fun part. And JJ's skill set now allows it. And, uh, and we've got to get Bree Jones on the floor. And uh, she's not starting tonight if we, you know, get through warmups unscathed. But um, we're better on the, we're better when Bree Jones is on the floor with us. So we've got to continue to put her on the floor because she just is such an intelligent basketball player one of the most underrated defenders in the league. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Thanks. Thank you.
So for what's ahead, we'll talk in a moment. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, not just men's sports, the way you'd added a lot of different outlets, but WNBA as well, along with the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, even next year's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Sun, 2-1, and one, entering what is going to be a fascinating weekend. A couple against the fever. Fever to measure themselves. We talked about the fever in the podcast Earlier this week, really interesting team. Then they've got the wings. It's an opportunity to take off. There are two game series that I'm most interested in, May 31st and June 2nd at the Las Vegas Aces. Aces simply could not stay with the Sun last year. It's a very different Aces team and how they're playing. Tuesday, May 31st, Thursday, June 2nd. You're not going to want to miss that one. And you're not going to want to miss... Lockdown Women's Basketball every day. I thank you for making us your first listen. Now, make Lockdown NBA your second listen. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Lockdown experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Lockdown NBA. Make sure you check it out. I'm Howard Meddahl. Thank you for listening all week. We will see you next week. Have a wonderful WNBA-filled weekend. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.